0: It is not physically possible for our machines to switch votes from one candidate to the other.
1: Here is the forensic image from what I investigated. And this is a copy of that voting system in Mesa County, Colorado. This is the before image. I wanted to see, is this system actually the gold standard? Are these actually secure? And I saw this Microsoft SQL Server Tools. And that's odd because... That should never be on a production system. I clicked on SQL Server Management Studio, which is a backdoor utility, and the backdoor utility allows you to bypass the Dominion software and go right into the database itself, which would be very dangerous to put on a voting system. So I'm going to click connect, and, I'm, and this is something that you know any election official in front of one of these systems could do. So if you have a good election official, I wouldn't be worried. You know, honest people don't cheat. But what if you had a bad one and they really wanted some candidate to win or some measure to win and they could go in here and just click on databases and the databases show up and they can just pick an election. They can open up the database tables choice. And I thought, that's interesting. Let's take a look at that. And it looks like these are candidate names and yes, no, for and against. And I saw Biden had an ID number of one. Trump has an ID number of two. I wonder if you could flip an election just by Flipping the numbers, swapping the one and the two. Could I flip the whole election? Just So I went into here and found this little candidate results procedure. Ran this here. I started with number one, with a one. And look at that. Biden has 31,000 votes. Trump has 56,000 votes. So here I went to edit. Now, I thought I was going to get an error message when I clicked edit. I thought it was going to tell me, nope, you can't make changes. Clicked edit. Came right up. Kind of like Excel spreadsheet. And I went to the bottom here. I saw Biden. I found the one. I put in a two and I figured when I press enter it's going to stop me and say access denied. At some point it's got to stop me. There's no way it could let me do this. It took it. Wow. So I went up here. Let's, there's Trump. I'm going to change the two to a one. It took that also. I just changed two numbers. Let's see if I flip the election. Reran the report, what do you know? Biden got 56,000 votes, Trump got 31,000 votes. Wow.
0: And welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston. And again, back in our studio, it was uh, it was a rough one there. Musical Without chairs. Without it, it was musical chairs. Uh, we've, we've been going through it a little bit. but uh, And and also, we got Alexi back. Maybe that's what happens when you disappear. The studio falls, everything falls apart. It's true. <laughs> it's good to have you. Uh, we have a, a very important show. I mean, we, I mean, we really try to stick to stuff that matters. And... Um, my biggest issue, it, you know, we talk about a lot of issues. We talk about the, the, you know, how Utah's been taken over by some of these globalists, the United Nations, World Economic Forum, how we're the test state for so many things going on. China has a bigger foothold in Utah than anywhere else. I mean, there's so many big issues, but if, if you were to ever ask me, Jason, what is your biggest, single biggest concern in Utah? What would it be, Alexia? I don't know. After the last few shows,
2: probably Satan. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you get into the satanic stuff going on here. I mean, it, it seems like there's no depth to the, to the corruption and to the problems in Utah, but, but my biggest concern is election integrity yeah. because if, if everyone sees these issues, but yet we are unable to clean house, and that's one of the things when we talk about Envision Utah, one of the things when they talk about their case study of how they've been able to manipulate Utah, they've talked about how they've been able to take control of our political climate and keep it. The only way to flip and clean houses by making sure we have a clean and clear elections, and so we have, and many people have been hearing about this incredible man uh, who's been going around through county by county across the country in the last what almost month through here in Utah, and I've been people have just been raving about him, and we said we've got to get him in here because he, they've been he's been just laying out in layman's terms what's going on with our elections, because we have to get them back. Twenty twenty four is coming. And, that, and that's going to start with the people. And it's going to start with the people putting pressure on their reps. What do we need to turn things around? So we're going to jump into that. I'm going to have Alexi introduce our guest. But before we do, I want to just give a shout-out to G, uh, GC Optimized. Um, if you've got a business and you're looking to grow your business, you need leads, uh, go to gcoptimized.com. They're a lead generation service. And and, uh, and honestly, they're one of these companies that have been so good. They're the reason, again, when we fall out of the studio, we're, we're back in the studio takes funding to do this. So I want to thank our viewers for supporting us, for watching, for sharing, for, for you know buying stuff on the website. just helps us grow. And for those who like GCoptimize.com who are helping fund us so we can keep this going um, and, and fight against the deep state. With that being said, Alexia, let's, uh, let's talk about our guests. Let's get into this because this is a big show. I'm very important.
2: Absolutely. So we're, we're pleased to welcome into the studio Mark Cook. Mark, welcome to joining us. We've been hearing amazing things about your presentation. And if you haven't been able to get out and see Mark in person, we're going to try and bring a condensed version to you uh, at home so that you have no excuse not to have seen this incredible material. Um, I'm going to try to read this without glasses. See, they actually serve a, f- a function. I thought here. they were for looks. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 so welcome, Mark. His areas of expertise include day-to-day IT management, training, technical direction, project management, network architecture, network design, database design, and administration, network and cybersecurity, system visualization, forensics, data recovery, penetration testing, software development, Wireless architecture and optimization, security, surveillance systems, design, installation, embedded system design. This is a a lot of big words. I really (laughs) am. I've been busy. Should we just say he's a genius? (laughs) You are a genius. I think that is a good way to sum it up. But Mark's specialty is actually in diagnosing complex systems and specializing in root cause analysis, Uh, enter election integrity. After being offered the opportunity to be one of the first outsiders to examine forensic images of our nation's trusted voting systems, Mark has since made his entire focus dedicated to applying these skills to delve into our entire election ecosystem to determine problems, risks, and what can be done to both mitigate and improve our systems so that citizen trust in them can be earned rather than forced. Love that.
0: Welcome, Mark. Welcome to Utah. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're Great to be here. To have you. Yeah, we're super glad to have you. So, Mark, if you don't mind, just let's, let's jump into this. You know, why are you here? You've been going across the country, talking to different ca- county clerks. Um, so, for those here in Utah, um, why are you here and what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this?
1: <laughs> well, I'm here because I was asked to come to Utah. And I started doing this. Uh, it's handcountroadshow.org is the site. Um, And I'm going to even back up a little bit further. So if you recall, there was a 2020 election. Half the country said there was a problem. And the other half the country said the first half was crazy. And I just didn't buy that both could be true. Um, So I wanted to figure out what actually happened. And I was asked to go out to D.C. and help figure that out. And I hate D.C. I don't like politics. I'm a computer guy figured other people do politics, I do computers, but I did want to know what the truth was and I couldn't believe the media because I had already figured out, like a lot of us have figured out since, that the media does not tell us the truth. Mm -hmm. And so the only way I would know the truth is if I actually saw it with my own eyes. So I said, all right, I'll I'll dive in and I'll go out to DC and I'll do what I can. I don't know what I'm doing here, uh, but I'll offer my skills. So I showed up in a hotel room I was told to go to, and that hotel room actually happened to be the hotel room where Sydney Powell and her team uh, called their war room and were working out of right after the election. Mm. They had been evacuated due to, to a security threat, and so I showed up after that, and there were still people that were there and wanted to work, but they didn't have any computers and they didn't understand the complexities of the systems. Um, I said, "All right, well, I'll set up an I'll set up an office infrastructure here in this." corner suite in this hotel for all these people to work. So I went out and bought a bunch of computers. I set up a firewall and computers, laptops, desktops, server, so we could all sit there and work on finding out how do these election systems actually work? If there was fraud, where would we look to find the fraud? And how do we deliver the fraud in a way that we can actually examine and find the truth about what actually did happen? Because there were just too many inconsistencies but you can't go based on a claim of an inconsistency. You've got to find some proof. And so that was my goal, is to find the proof. And I think everyone there was working to find the proof before January 6th, uh, so we could deal with it the right way. And I realized that three days into it, I wasn't going anywhere. These people were scrambling, trying to find the proof of this to try to save the country and make sure that the citizens uh, knew what actually happened in the election. And I realized uh, I can't leave, I can't abandon these people, although it is uncomfortable to be in and around D.C. because it is a a grimy area, we'll say. Uh, Just a bad, bad evil feeling about the whole place anyway. Uh, But I, I dove in, I saw these people are good American citizens, they're working their butts out to try to figure this out and expose this and get the truth out. It was all about the truth. So. I said, all right, I'll throw my hat in, I'm in. So I ordered some clothes on Amazon, some toiletries, and lived in that hotel for nearly two months. Wow. Just diving in. And once I saw the things that I saw, when I started determining how these systems are put together, the complexities of them, and how horribly vulnerable even the design of the entire ecosystem was, and how a bad actor could take advantage of it in so many different ways, I wanted to get to the bottom of... Are they actually taking advantage of it in all these ways? I couldn't unsee it. So I realized um, I have to help people understand this. So after I left there, I've kind of made it my life mission to get to the bottom of it across all the states and really dig in, find the real fraud, figure out how this system is actually set up in a way that allows it to be manipulated and help my fellow citizens understand that so we can fix that problem we should have a system we can trust, we should have a system that's transparent, uh, that we can base that trust on something that's earned rather than someone telling us to trust it.
2: So right. where, where, where <clears throat> were you before the 2020 elections? Did you have a healthy skepticism? Were you, were you partial one way or another?
1: I is an, I'm an open-minded person. I'll say I was a Democrat most of my life. I did vote for Obama the first time around. I didn't think politicians lied i was pretty naive <laughs> oh, and what i realized is the promises that were made were not kept and so i started paying more attention to politics after that and realized that i actually had more conservative viewpoints than uh, liberal and so i changed parties uh, after that and thought well that was the answer and i have since realized that there. There's dirty in both parties. Not Republicans. No, never. <laughs> Truly, it can't be
0: corruption in the Republican party. That's only the Democrats.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, exactly, right? There, there is a, a corrupt political elite that is uh, playing uh, with what they have available to play with, and the rest of the citizens don't really know what's going on. Right. And we're not part of the game. That's the problem. And they don't want us in their game because their game is different than our game. Our game is just trying to live and be happy and be free. Their game seems to be money and power and control. And that's not compatible with freedom, unfortunately.
0: So when you're out talking, you talk about the four legs of the election system. Um, Talk to our our, uh, our listeners and our viewers about that.
1: Okay, sure. Let me pull up a, a slide here. So the election ecosystem is important to understand if we're expected to try to fix it. If people don't understand the problem, how are you ever going to fix it? So one thing I try to do is when I go out to these counties is explain to the citizens what the system is and how it works so they understand how to approach it. I don't want the citizens chasing something that doesn't exist. I don't want them making accusations that aren't true. I want everyone to really understand the system and then work on fixing the problems in the system. That's what we all want to do, and I believe most of our election officials are probably good people. And I think they probably wanna do their civic duty and do the best job that they can. Uh, but what I found is they their hands are tied in a lot of cases. They aren't showing the full system. They don't have the full control that they used to have years ago. And everyone's just kinda of going through the motions. So the four parts of the ecosystem are the voter registration, voter validation, tabulation, and reporting. Okay. And I'll explain each of those uh, very simply. The voter registration system, it's a database, essentially, of names and addresses, multiple databases, but names and addresses that are allowed to vote in an election. You used to have to be a person to be registered to vote, but now you just have to have an entry to be counted as able to vote in an election. So entries in a database can vote in elections. It's not people anymore. So it could be a cat a database. If there's an entry in a database, that entry can be allowed to vote and there can be a ballot assigned to that entry.
2: A dead person, a cat, a fake know. person. Fake
1: person. Doesn't matter. It's just an entry in a database. Wow. So there's no way to go back from the database and then really confirm every single individual to make sure that there's a one-to-one relationship between there. So if you just have this database, someone injects 50,000 entries in that database, that's 50,000 more potential votes that could be injected into the system. So from a bad guy's perspective, which is difficult for me to think like, cause I'm not a bad guy, I'm a good guy. Even the people that have asked me to flip elections for them um, is the most disgusting thing ever. And I've had people ask me that too, ask me what my price was. Well, I don't have one. In case anyone's wondering, no amount of money will ever uh, be enough for me to uh, deceive my fellow citizens, would never do that. So don't bother asking. Uh, but I'm happy to expose the criminals that do use this. So the voter registration system, when you disconnect the voter, the physical body, from the entry in the database, that is a massive problem.
0: How did that happen and how did that happen, yeah? It was, it was uh,
1: gradually over time. So the, the counties used to handle the voter registration. What you'd do back in the day is you'd go to your county, you'd bring your body there with you, and you'd fill out a voter registration card. And you'd sign that card in front of the county officials. Well, now there's no more card. It's now in a database. And entries can show up in that database without your physical body showing up to fill out that voter registration card. NGOs can add entries to the, some of these databases. DMVs. Are adding entries to these databases the whole system is just completely out of control and i'm not saying that this is l- it's the same everywhere every county may be just a little bit different every state may be a little bit different so i'm talking from a high level
0: from a national.
1: this is a yeah. national level a high yeah. level generality we have a database of names that is not in control of the counties anymore where it used to be in the counties when they had control of those voter registration cards they had those cards there and someone from iran wasn't going to hack the cards that they had in the county they're physical paper cards okay right someone else in the country couldn't inject entries into that they'd have to physically get access to that county building to put cards in or pull cards out or fake cards or someone internal would have to do it but now we have a system that the state took that from the counties and the state said we're going to control it and then in many cases in many states utah one of them the state said we're not going to control it anymore. We're actually going to take it from the counties and then we're going to give it to this other private company to control, which is ridiculous. They stole it from the counties because they wanted to manage it and then they sold out and gave it to some other third-party entity to manage it. And For Utah, it's ERIC. Oh, Ele- so that's ERIC that does that? Electronic Registration Information Center.
0: Yeah. Okay, are we going to talk more about Eric in the future, as we go on?
1: We can, we can talk a little bit about yeah, it, Eric I've, now. Because yeah. I know
0: that's a big problem. Is, it? But is that what, Eric, is Eric, is Eric tied to just voter registration? Is that what Eric is? Yes. Or is
1: that also? Eric is claims to keep voter rolls clean. They, their intent is to make sure there aren't dead people on the voter rolls, make sure people aren't on multiple different voter rolls in multiple counties or multiple states. Those are the promises. Basically, they've promised the state, we'll manage it for you so you don't have to manage it.
2: And in actuality, that's what they're actually doing is all those things.
1: I can't tell you what Eric is specifically doing, but I can tell you that the people that have looked at the data that Eric has put out that was supposedly clean has dead people in it and multiple registration records. So, but just the fact that you've taken the responsibility away from the counties, the elected officials that are supposed to manage that, you've stolen it from them. And then you've given it to this third-party private company that turns out is not subject to public information requests either.
2: So you can't even is, grandma
1: it. How are you going to grandma it, right? It's in really good insulation, so they can lock it away in this other company. And then the state's not looking at it anymore. The county's not paying attention to it because why would they? The county had it stolen by the state, so the county's not going to sit there and do all that work themselves because they assume the state's doing it. And the state's not doing it because they outsource it to this other company. So they basically just outsourced all the responsibility of it, and the citizens are the ones that are really getting screwed because we. How, rely how on big
0: that of system. a problem is this? Like, is this one something of the largest be concerned about?
1: Absolutely, it's one of the largest problems. Actually, in fact, it's the the beginning of one of the methods to manipulate elections on a massive scale. And it can be used to manipulate elections completely outside the county. So even our county officials wouldn't know this. They wouldn't see this type of manipulation going on unless they're actually looking for it. And in most cases, they're not even looking for it. So that's the start of a massive amount of fraud is in the voter registration systems.
0: Can you give us an example of how how that leads to fraud?
1: Yeah, you inject records into the voter registration database, and then you can use those records to attach phantom ballots and inject ballots into the system. Because you, you generally can't inject more ballots than you have people registered, right? If you inject more ballots in the system than people registered, you end up with over 100% voter participation.
0: And we're gonna come to Utah in a minute, but I, I know that there's been, uh, we'll come to Utah in a minute, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so so that's the first leg. Anything else that we should, that our listeners should know about about that leg? Well, I'll finish on Eric.
1: Eric had, Eric was a small company, or is a small company, the controls, the voter registration for 32 states in the country. They did. Now it's down to 22 because 10 states have realized what Eric actually is and what they're doing and what they're not doing and have canceled their contracts with Eric. That's a third of their customers have left in the past couple of years.
2: And side note, when they have these contracts, obviously Eric's getting paid for it. It's taxpayer money. I
1: would assume coming right out of our pockets. Absolutely. Yep. So te- Utah just hasn't figured it out yet. Now when I so, showed up, so in touch- a lot
0: of these states are shutting Eric down. Utah is what probably, and I find it interesting because it's like after the 2020 elections, so many of these red states started doing passing a lot of legislation to clean up their elections, and Utah fought against that like crazy. In fact, we have our lieutenant governor who says no, no, and our governor that Utah is the gold standard for for election integrity. We'll come back to that in a minute. I want to dig into Utah in a minute, but yeah. uh, but uh, I, but that I, but. So that is one of the problems we have in Utah is Eric. We, have, we are
1: one of the states that are clinging to that. You got to get, get out of Eric. And don't get into something else that's just as bad because that's exactly what they'll do. They know people are leaving Eric. They've seen 10 of them leave already. So they're going to set something else up. Someone will. Someone will set up something with a different name it's called Sally, maybe, right? And then if people will move over to Sally. Still the same manipulation. So what we needs to happen is uh, it's supposed to be in the control of the counties, so, you need to move it back to the counties. The state okay. needs to take it away from Eric. The state needs to give it back to the sovereign counties. So, so who's okay? Themselves.
0: So, Eric has the database. How does that allow people to cheat? Is Eric doing the cheating? I mean, obviously, so how does that allow if it's where does that is allow it the cheating? Because
2: it's to machines versus paper. It's,
1: it, it's one, the responsibility has been removed from the counties. The county's not watching over it anymore. So, no one's watching the hen house, is the problem. Um, they are expecting Eric to watch the hen house, but Eric is the fox. Mm. So I would never take the responsibility of something that's so critical to the citizens' votes and put it in the hands of a private corporation. That's absurd. So is
0: Eric the one who's inserting this or are other people inserting it into Eric?
1: I don't know. But so, but somehow we know Eric is... is the, the mechanics of it is a horrible design. It allows manipulation in a way that the county could not see it. And that complexity is the problem. Okay, We have to keep it transparent and simple, and it's got to be in the hands and distributed as much as possible out to the outside, which is at the county level, okay. so the citizens can see it. Because if there's no citizen oversight of this, and other people are the ones controlling it, then how do the citizens ever trust this system if they don't have a way to verify it and they can't see the information or access it? And when other people can inject entries into it or manipulate it, and the citizens can't see it and the county can't see it, where we all lose. Yeah. Right. So our officials that we elect in the county should have full control over their own voter registration database. I'm not saying they shouldn't check their database against everyone else's databases to make sure there aren't the same people registered in multiple locations or to make sure there aren't you know dead people on them or people that have moved. They can still do that but maintain control of their own database and then cross-reference it and check it against others. Don't take the control of it and give the control away and just assume someone else is gonna check it for you. Okay. That's the problem. That okay. was that was one of the defects.
2: So so that's the first component. And there's there's another three components another to this. Another
1: three. Okay. So the voter validation is basically it's the TSA for our ballots. Okay. So it's got you gotta get through voter validation before your ballot's gonna be counted or before you get a ballot to vote. So there's two components there, whether it's a mail-in ballot or a walk-in, right, in person. So let's talk about mail-in first. So with mail-in ballots, we have systems that just mail ballots out to people, actually to entries in the database. So whatever entries are in the voter registration database for a particular state, ballots get mailed out to those names and addresses. Those names and addresses don't necessarily correspond to real people. So as long as there's entries in a database, those ballots are going to get sent out. And then we are told that, well, don't worry, when they come back in on the mail, we're going to check to make sure the signature on the outside of the envelope for that particular person matches the signature that we have for the reference. So let's say Bob Smith. There's a ballot that gets mailed out to Bob Smith at a particular address. And that ballot shows back up from the mail. Now, we don't know where it actually came from. It just shows up in the mail, okay? So we look at it. And let's just say, for example, that the signature on the outside of the envelope is Bob Smith's signature. And the reference signature is Bob Smith's signature. So let's say the signatures do match. How do we know that the ballot inside the envelope was filled out by Bob Smith. We don't. We don't, yeah. So even if the signatures do match, we don't know that the ballot in the envelope was filled out by Bob Smith. That's a massive problem. That means the entire signature verification system is based on a defective idea. Right. Because it can't do what it's claimed to do in the first place.
2: Well, I know I've heard firsthand stories about people who purposely did a signature that didn't match. Just to see if it was and it didn't get picked Daffy up. Duck and it never did not get picked up.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Daffy Duck, um, smiley faces, dots, mm-hmm. cubes, squares, yeah. um, you name it. I've seen. I went to Maricopa County in Arizona. Um, I was on uh, the signature audit team, and I looked at those signatures. And you, if you watch the Senate hearing, um, Shelby Bush does an amazing job. Um, going over all that data out there, there were absolutely signatures that were smiley faces and dots and squares and blank signatures and Jim here and Mary here. All those ballots got counted. It was a free for all. It, it absolutely is a joke. And here's how you know it's a joke as well. I've asked every presentation I give, I ask people, are there any signature verifiers in the room? and sometimes i get no hands sometimes i get a couple hands maybe three or four hands and i always ask them how long was your training how long were you trained b- before you were allowed to be a signature verifier and i hear anywhere from what training to maybe an hour and then i ask them that's next question is and i'm ask you guys this actually the test that's given after their training What do you think the minimum passing score is on that test before they're actually allowed to verify signatures in real life?
2: I'm surprised they even test them at all. Is this a trick question?
1: (laughs) It's a a trick question. 30, 40%? There's no test. test. They don't even bother testing them. So a lot of people say, you know, 70%, 80%, it should be 90%. So let's say if it was 90%, even if they did test them, that would mean the person that's doing it makes a mistake 10% of the time. That would mean one out of every 10 ballots they're allowing through when they shouldn't, or they're sh- not allowing them through when they should. All right? If you induce a 10% error rate in an election, that's, that's far greater than the margin of victory in a lot of this. Not mm-hmm. to mention, if you let an illegitimate ballot through, that illegitimate ballot cancels out, it disenfranchises a real citizen's vote. Mm-hmm. That allows disenfranchisement right there. If you don't allow one in because you don't think it matches, but it actually is that person's ballot, you disenfranchise that person. Mm-hmm. So we have a system of signature verification that we have set up that allows rampant voter disenfranchisement. What, how, what, kind, of,
0: what, what kind of fraud do you think comes from universal mail-in voting? <clears throat> how big of a problem do you think it is?
1: I think it is a majority of the election fraud in our nation right now.
2: Oh, wow. And you look at Utah.
0: Well, we're going to come back to Utah. Um,
1: if you look at the series of events that have occurred, there's so much propensity for fraud in mail-in voting. And I've talked to clerks all over, election officials all over. They all know it. They know how much potential fraud there is in mail-in ballots.
0: What is the, how does the fraud typically happening?
1: Injected records in the voter registration system phantom records then Eric uh, not necessarily through Eric but through whatever facility someone happens to have Eric could be one of them possible and I don't know if Eric's doing it but I know it can be done I mean people break into databases all the time everything gets hacked right if our Department of Defense (laughs) and our Pentagon's getting hacked obviously everything's on the table here okay so injected records in the registration system and then injected ballots through mail-in ballots either in drop boxes or through the USPS.
2: Yeah, 2,000 mules. 2,000
1: mules. 2, mules real, yeah. real simple, right? Right. Here's the thing. What? Ask yourself this. Even if you don't believe there's manipulation going on, pretend for a second. What kinds of things do you think we would see in our country if there was election manipulation? What would the symptoms be that we would see? Not a uh, control president? I
0: mean, look at what's <laughs> happening in our country.
1: Everything every, every everything that group. could happen to tear a country down? Every everything we're seeing, right? And not just on the outside, but look at the evidence we're finding. We're finding people that are going to vote and they're being told they already voted when they don't, you know, what what they don't remember voting. Give me a break. These people are adamant they didn't vote, they're told they already voted. Right. Are
2: people getting multiple ballots mailed to their house. People get
1: multiple ballots mailed to their house, twenty ballots to people that don't even live there. People are citizens are going out canvassing and that's going door to door from the voter registration records that they're able to get a hold of. And they're checking, because there's, those records indicate sometimes if someone's voted in an election. So they're going to the door. They ask, is this person here? Because they're marked as having voted with a mail-in ballot from this address. And they're being told, we don't even know who these people are. Wow. They've never lived here. We don't know who these are. And so we're seeing symptoms of this all over the place. It's in every state. So we can't ignore this. This is not a coincidence that this yeah. stuff is happening. This just can't, can't be a bunch of mistakes. There's too many of them for it to be just a bunch of mistakes. We have to we gotta open our eyes, and we have to realize where we're actually at. We are looking at the symptoms of election fraud on a massive scale.
2: And we have people that have received multiple ballots come to us and say, well, I've called my county officials, and they said, oh, just throw it away. You know, just no big deal. Just, just toss it. It's, what is it, the honor system now that we're using?
1: It's a free-for-all. That's the problem. It's a complete free-for-all and our lives should not be Mm free-for-all, right? Especially with something so serious as elections. Children's futures, our grandchildren's futures, uh, the elections control every aspect of our lives. They control everything from the dog catcher to the people that spend eight hours a day with our children to the leader of the free world, okay? Elections are the absolute most important aspect of our country and our freedom, every one of us. And we have a system that's completely out of control of the citizens right now. And truly, in my heart, I believe that the whole thing has been captured and is being used to go against the will of the people. And most of the people have no idea what's going on. Wow. So. Okay, so. So the voter, the signature verification, total joke, mail-in ballots, source of fraud. They should never have been used. But they needed to be used on a large scale, I have a feeling. And so someone, some people needed a way to force mail-in ballots across the entire country in order to pull off a huge amount of manipulation. And I think that's exactly what we saw. I think it's plain as day. And I think people are starting to realize it. And they needed an event to trigger have an excuse to push mail-in ballots everywhere, okay? So okay. we won't get into that part. Okay, but we'll come back to that's that. That's voter validation. Okay. So the other component for that is the walk-ins. And when you walk in, you vote uh, in person, but you checked in first on an electronic poll book in most places. Mm-hmm. And those electronic poll books are supposed to be a gatekeeper also to make sure that people that are not registered to vote can't vote. But the poll books um, can be manipulated as well and they use a different database. Some people would just assume, well, they must be connected to the voter registration database. Well, they're not. They have a different database. So someone at some point takes information from the voter registration database and then they feed the voter validation database, the poll book database. In Dallas, Texas, some citizens there were running the poll books, election judges, and they didn't quite trust the computers so they were keeping paper notebook next to the computer, the poll books. And so when Joe would come in, they'd write Joe's name down in the paper And then they checked Joe in on the electronic poll book and they enjoyed knowing that if they had eight names written down here on the paper, that the poll book said there were eight check-ins, right? So they're keeping, keeping things reconciled here. About 45 minutes before the polls close, all of a sudden the check-in numbers on the poll book started going up by themselves Mm -hmm. as if they were checking people in, but they weren't checking anyone in. The numbers just started increasing and So she's looking at it and says, oh my gosh, my numbers are going up by themselves. And she tells the person next to her, that person looks over and says, oh my gosh, your numbers are going up by themselves. And then she looks at her own, and the numbers are going up on that one too. All the poll books, the numbers were going up by themselves. And they weren't checking anyone in. Well, at the end of all that, at the end of the day, there were an extra over 2,000 entries that someone injected into the poll books. It's ridiculous. They unplugged the machines. They kept going up. They didn't stop because they had batteries in them. They're actually Microsoft Surface tablets running so Microsoft Windows. So even they're able
0: to manipulate in-person voting.
2: Yeah, that's what's really frustrating because yes. it, especially with this audience, you know, people come to us, what can I do? What's and the right thing to do? And we say, we go say, vote, vote in, in person. person. That's the first thing we say.
1: But you do need to vote in person because it's still better than voting by mail. Yes. In person on election day only. Period. And I'll explain why that's so important uh, as we go on here. So the poll books are manipulatable. Now, you may ask, why would someone inject entries into the poll book? Well, it's pretty simple. At the end of the day, they're supposed to look at the total number of ballots that came through the tabulators because the tabulators keep track of how many ballots. And let's say at the end of the day, there's 1,000 there. They should have 1,000 check-ins. Also, if you have 1,000 ballots, you have 1,000 check-ins. But if you inject an extra 500 check-ins in there, most likely what they've done is they've already injected an extra 500 ballots and they're injecting the check-in. So when they compare those numbers, they're the same. So the dumb citizens, so they think we are, don't notice it. And we haven't for a long time.
0: And what's the system they're using for that? Is That's not Eric. That's not Dominion. What is that? It's a
2: Microsoft um, tablet, you were
1: saying? Well, the poll books... Many companies make poll books, so you know I think Dominion's got poll books, I think ES&S has poll books, and Unison. all these voting system companies have their poll books, they've got their tabulators, and counties can use a mix and match of their systems also. Now they're trying to integrate everything because you know they want to have as much control as possible Mm -hmm. over it, but they really, their game is to collect data about who's voting and then manipulate it with mail-in ballots. And I'll I'll explain that that whole, the feedback loop concept.
2: Can can I throw in a huge tangent?
1: Sure.
0: Where are you going?
2: (laughs) I'm just seeing all of this computing as being what perverts our system. Utah, and we'll get into this a little bit later when we talk about Utah specific. Utah is what they're calling the birthplace of the fourth industrial revolution. This is where the birthplace is going to be. I just see this opening the door, not just to manipulating manually whoever is behind the computer or pressing buttons, but I just see this becoming a massive, massive issue once you add in AI into our elections.
1: If they're not already using AI, they certainly will be. And their game is to make us think we actually are voting mm. and hide the manipulation in ways we can't see it. So we go through the motions. We really feel like it's working. We don't necessarily understand why things go the way they go, but everything looks normal to us.
0: looks normal. All, right. uh, we go to bed, and uh, one candidate's winning. We wake up three hours later, and everything flipped. Still right. It seems normal to me.
1: Yeah, and we're, and we're told that's normal. Yeah. We're told that just happens. Right. It's 10 and o'clock.
0: We're going to send everybody home, and it's too late. We need to send the poll workers home.
1: Right. I mean, we ha- America needs to wake up. The citizens need to wake up. And I'll tell you what, the people that are doing this... They know people are waking up. That's awesome. Now we need to wake up faster though. Yeah, twenty twenty four is around the corner. It is. We seriously need to we need to wake all of our fellow citizens up, even the ones that have been swearing that there's no manipulation in elections, that I truly mean just, believe it. I
0: don't know how people can think that. There's always been fraud ever since the beginning. Because it, this it has may been, be in small degrees, but anytime there's so much on the table, people will find ways to manipulate.
1: It's a psychological game for them. They psychologically manipulated so many people.
2: And if you look on and we've covered this in past shows, utah.gov, I think it's the Internet of Things where they're building the avatars for the people in the state. And they're and this is actually on the government websites right now. Oh, this is On Utah's
0: website. On Utah.gov's
2: website. This is Sally Smith. This is her avatar. This is her interest. This is so why couldn't they just create a voting uh, insert for votes. that. This is yeah. how she votes. She's a Republican like the rest of Utah is Republican, you know? So I just see this opening the door for additional manipulation well beyond these four components.
1: Yeah, computers have not improved our lives, I gotta tell you. We, they made some things easier, but what has happened is uh, they have completely taken over and the computers actually control all our lives now. Uh, as sad as that is. Well, wait and
0: wait till AI really kicks it, in. That's seriously,
1: cool. people need to wake up and realize what it really means to be alive and uh, to appreciate their planet. Uh, we, this, our society has lost its way. It's been taken over by people that are using electronics to consolidate money and power. Yeah. and these little devices that we carry around all the time are little mini monitoring and marketing devices. Yep. Is all they following are following you,
0: tracking you, listening to you, exactly. recording you. It's insane trying to
1: make you as as addicted as possible to them, so you can buy, 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 and they want to move voting to that. I mean, you guys are already yeah, you're already screwed because we're, we're gonna they've talk. already brought that in here. Okay, we need
0: we to, we we needed to bring that up at, around Utah. Yeah. Okay, so the,
1: the voter registration. What are tabulation? What's the third leg? Tabulation. So tabulation is the third leg. That's the computers. When people say get the computers out, get the machines out. Dominion. Dominion, yes, you know, and That's what people have been talking about. And that's been a problem for me because I want people to understand the entire ecosystem instead of just focusing on one leg. Gotcha. And that's really held our country back. Now, I do believe that there was intent to make sure the citizens were distracted and only looking at that third leg the entire time so they never figured out how the real manipulation was occurring. Now I do believe there can be manipulation at the tabulation level. There's no question about that and I think we've actually found evidence of that and I can show that to you. But I think that's old school manipulation. I think Uh it's much more convenient for them to manipulate it in the voter registration and validation parts because the county can't see that. And you want want to hide the manipulation if you're a bad guy. And the last thing you want is you don't want these city or county officials to be able to see it. So the further you can centralize it up the chain, the better, out of sight, out of mind for people. So I think that's where a majority of our manipulation is nowadays is the voter registration and validation system. I think they can still, they've got a toolbox that they can use, though, and the tabulation, they can still manipulate, and the reporting systems, of course, as well. So let's talk about tabulation. Those are the things that count our votes. Okay? So why are we paying millions of dollars, billions probably, for computers to count dots on a piece of paper? I think every single citizen can count dots on a piece of paper. Maybe not the blind, but how about 99.999% of the country can still count dots on a piece of paper? Yeah. Okay. Um, And I'll tell you what, I would be proud to count dots on a piece of paper for someone that's blind that can't see. And I would do it honestly, of course. So that is a massive problem when you have these black boxes counting people's votes when we could easily do that ourselves for far less. So that's a problem when you can't trust what's counting your vote, you don't know how your vote's being counted. The fourth leg is the reporting side. So when you get the results from the tabulation side and you report those results, if, you, if all the counties report their results to some other entity and trust that entity to add it all up and give us back the totals for the state and they add up all the states and give us the totals for the federal government, where do you think manipulation can occur there? Anywhere. Probably right there where they add it up, right? Yeah. How stupid are we that we can't add up our own and we expect some other entity that we're paying millions of dollars to add it up for us? Give me a break.
0: So basically a centralized reporting. Of course.
1: It's, it's absolutely Instead absurd. of, instead of reporting, at re- reporting at the county level. I'd say even better. We should be reporting at the precinct level. Mm. Now, in some cases, everyone's gone to countywide voting, which makes precinct level detail impossible to find, but that's, again, by design. If you want to manipulate manipulate an election, the things that you would really want to have are mail-in voting, county-wide voting, early voting. You'd want to allow ballots to show up later. You'd want a tracking system to be able to track mail-in ballots. You'd want a tracking system to track people when they go in to vote as well to create a feedback loop so you knew exactly what you needed to inject into the system to manipulate it and we've given them all of this. They've put all this in place. It's actually, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. I wish these brilliant people would use their brilliance for good and actually solve the problems in the world rather than design a system to make the citizens think they're actually have a voice when they don't.
2: So is this something that just showed up in 2020 or is this something that's slowly been creeping It's in? been
1: creeping for a very long time. There's been election fraud since the first election ever. And back in the day when elections were really out at the people, we could see the fraud much easier. So there was less fraud and smaller scale fraud because it was closer to the citizens. And we easier could see to find. It. Much easier to find. So if it's easier to find, it's gonna you probably don't want to commit fraud if it's, if you're going to get caught easily, right? But if you have a system that's so complex that people don't even understand it and everything is so hidden that you can manipulate it and people wouldn't see it, Wouldn't that be the most wonderful system ever if you were a bad guy? Of course. You want a a super complex hidden system. That's exactly what we have. We've got a very complex hidden system. Oh, and by the way, the citizens pay for it. Mm -hmm. We pay for a system. We work our butts off. We never get that time back, right? Not a replenishable resource. We work our butts off. The money's taken from us to pay for a system that we are told will represent our voice and then they manipulate that system as well. We, we, they have enslaved wow. all of us, and everything comes back to our election system. Look at everything that's going on in this state and in this country, you know, every other state here. Everything is surrounded by mistakes in choosing these systems to run our elections.
0: Wow. So here, here's where I really wanna get in. <clears throat> Let's talk about Utah you've got representative Steve Christiansen that comes out in 2020 when he's one of our state reps him and Phil Eman the two state reps willing to stand up after 2020 and said you know what in Utah we have a problem they addressed many of the issues you talked about universal melon voting they addressed that there were that uh, more that you had over hundred percent participation you, they addressed all these issues mm-hmm. and literally every single state rep and senator sitting in that room including lieutenant governor said how dare you how dare you uh, you know, call us out. Representative Snow said, we are above reproach. Uh, I mean, they says, you know, we don't have the money to to do an audit. This would be too expensive. And then the lieutenant governor was the last to speak. And she says, you know, it doesn't sound like we have an election integrity problem. It sounds like we have a misinformation problem. And what we need to do is invest in educating people about how secure our elections are here. And um, she goes on to talk about how Utah is the gold standard for election security. And then a full PR campaign with billboards, uh, and then yes, about, with gold 2020, standard on it? No twenty twenty, all billboards across I fifteen mm-hmm. talking about how good our, secure our elections are, and if you have questions, call the lieutenant governor's office. And nothing. So that's what you see. That's, we, you see, that's that, see. and and then you see um, the Heritage Foundation rank Utah in the bottom of the found, of, of the country for election integrity. Um, tell me, as as an outside expert, when you are looking at Utah. What what do you see? What are your are do you see red flags? What do you what do you see?
1: I see you guys have a system here that uh, virtually no one can actually verify or see all of. I think you have a very hidden, complex system uh, that the citizens cannot verify. So should citizens be concerned in Utah? Absolutely, this is the most important thing in their lives in Utah. Absolutely, the election system is how everything. It's how they do everything, right? That chooses every single representative that chooses the people writing the bills and creating the laws that we are expected to follow. If our election system isn't something we can trust because we can verify it, then the trust is worth nothing. People can't just tell you to trust it because you have to trust it. That's a psychological game. That's all they're doing. That's ridiculous. We're counting dots on a piece of paper. And we want to make sure the people filling out the dots on the paper are actual citizens of that county. That's it. That's, the whole, that's all the system needs to be. Make sure that the, only the valid people are filling them out, and then let them fill them out and count the dots right there. That's all we have to do to fix this problem. And we don't have to spend these millions of dollars on all these machines, all this voter registration systems and the validation system, the tabulation, the reporting, all of that. We could easily replace all that. And we're taking the money from the citizens' pockets anyway. So how about we put that money right back into their pockets by paying those very citizens to count their own ballots? I love that. Right? Why on earth are is the state telling the citizens, even by billboards, wasting their tax dollars on billboards, to tell them to trust the system? How about you just give us a system we can trust?
0: Yeah. I mean, everything you said, you talked about Eric. Do we have Eric in Utah? You have Eric in Utah. You need to get rid of Eric. Okay. We talk about the next, the next, uh, the next, ch- uh, danger. Universal melon voting. Get rid of it. Okay. Uh, how long, do you know how long we've had Universal melon
1: voting here? I
0: think possibly 20 years. You've had it a long time. We've had a long time. Colorado's like, yeah. had it for 20 years. Yeah, I think yeah. we're one of the pioneers on it and uh, probably one of the architects in,
1: in helping roll it out in 2020. I, th- I think you guys are. And, in fact, it's so bad that they've done such a good job at convincing the citizens the, there is no other option other than mail-in voting because a lot of citizens actually think that's the case. They don't realize they can opt out. They're actually being told the election officials are told to tell the citizens that the only way they can people can vote is by mail-in. They're trying to force mail-in to be the standard and then they're gonna roll the cell phone voting. Okay
0: out. talk to us about Utah and the cell phone uh, with voting by phone.
1: Uh, Well, let's see here. I've got a little slide here. You know, the the disgusting thing about these people, well, one of the disgusting things about these people, is, uh, let me pull it up here. Here we go. I think we're almost close. They use the disabled to put these systems in, and it it kills me, and then these end up disenfranchising all citizens, including the very people that they tell us they're trying to help. So here we go, right to, right towards the end. Disabled Utah voters are asking the state for e-voting. So what happens here is these are narratives that they like to build, and there may be a disabled person asking for this, but they don't understand the complexities of what vulnerabilities this creates. Right. So, but that's what they do, is they introduce these systems for the blind or disabled, they get them in place and then once they're in place, they roll them out to everyone else. E voting means the citizens have no idea what's going on. They're completely removed from it. The poll watchers have what are they gonna watch? They're gonna follow people around. Hey, are you gonna vote? Can you can you vote right. now so I can watch you vote on your phone? I mean, it's over. As soon as it goes to e voting, the whole thing is completely over. And we have no control of it. And every iteration of this has we've been told is to make it easier for the disabled. The problem is when you create a system that is vulnerable, or you make a system more vulnerable, every injected ballot in that system disenfranchises a real citizen's vote. They tell us we're helping disabled people, but by helping disabled people, you're creating a system that allows more manipulation, and those same disabled people are the ones that votes are getting canceled out. So the very people you claim you're helping are the ones you're screwing. And that insults me a lot because I care very much for all my citizens, especially those that have you know, disabilities that they've got to deal with in their lives. For them to be used like that
0: is disgusting. So how, do they, how would that be vulnerable, e-voting? Why is that dangerous? Why should people be concerned? Because when you have e-voting... There's a lot of Utah County. I imagine this is probably heavily being pushed from Utah County.
1: You, can't, you won't know anything that's going on in e-voting. The citizens already can't see inside these systems. They don't know what software is running on them. They can't see the databases. They're not allowed to look at any of this stuff. In fact, our own election officials, if they wanted to see the software, see the source code for the software, they wouldn't be allowed to see it themselves either. Nor would they probably know what they were looking at if they could see it. So the whole system takes away the visibility by the citizens and by our election officials. Our election officials can't even do the job that they are supposed to do. That they Ran to do. They aren't allowed to do it. They're shackled. And that's a massive problem. And e-voting, then you just have this corporation running the whole election. What could go wrong? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Same thing with ranked choice voting. Once you put it into the machine, it becomes unable to be audited.
1: Ranked choice voting is a huge scam as well. Yeah. Um, so, tell us about ranked yeah. choice voting
0: because again, again this is my thing with Utah. The National Republican Committee comes out condemning ranked choice voting. Here we are, Utah, supposedly a red state. And what do we do in Utah? Lawmakers passing bills so that it can be used in all the cities. And we are pushing ranked choice voting. We have Stan Lockhart, you know, and and his, you know, lobbyist organization, pushing it through our cities. Um, And you see the results of it. It is not, we're not moving more conservative in those areas that's being used. It seems we're clearly moving, becoming more progressive. So tell us about...
1: It has nothing to do with conservative, progressive, or anything like that. that. My my thoughts thoughts on ranked choice voting, and I want every single person to be able to vote uh, based on what their policies are, right? All I care about is that the vote's counted honestly. I'll support whoever wins if it's actually won honestly. So this has nothing to do with parties at all. We just wanna, I think all citizens deserve a fair, accurate, verifiable, transparent election system. As far as ranked choice voting, It is a, a very complex way to vote and it allows the vote to be manipulated. So it allows people to engineer the ranked choice voting in order to give people an advantage over a standard traditional voting method. The other thing that ranked choice voting does because it's such a complex system is it has to be done by computer. So it locks you into using a computer. So what they wanna do is they wanna lock ranked choice voting in for those two reasons. And then if the citizens wanna get rid of the computers and go back to something they can actually see themselves, well, sorry, you have ranked choice voting, so we just can't go back to hand count in this area because you have ranked choice voting. It deprives the citizens of the ability to see what's going on. So ranked choice voting is the stupidest of things to ever implement. And anyone that tells you differently Either is ignorant, or is using it to benefit themselves. What are the
0: arguments they use to, to, for it?
1: Yeah. I don't even know what they're I using. I mean, they, here say in Utah. they
2: say it's they say it's fast, it's, it's easier, they say it's cost effective, cost effective,
0: oh, it saves time.
1: For computers or for range for rank choice voting, both, both. I mean, they say the same thing about computers, right? They're they're faster, they're more accurate. Okay, well, for over hundred years, we hand counted, and we had results on election night. Mm-hmm. Everyone counted at the precinct, small precincts, scattered around. Everyone starts counting at the same time. And everyone was done in three, four, five hours. And we had the results right then and they were hand counted. So we're done. And they claim that that was not accurate. What do we use to verify the accuracy of the machines? Hand count. Hmm. And in all these cases Uh. all over the country, people are hand counting when they question the machines. And in many cases, they're finding out that the machine count was wrong. And they're told, oh, it was a programming error, it was a mistake, it was this, it was a, you know, a, a logic error in the software, or it was a bug, or you know, erroneous code sometimes they use because people you know, know what bugs are, but if they call it erroneous code, it's a confusing term, so the citizens don't know. But that's, that means a bug. So they claim all these mistakes. Well, if our electronic voting systems are susceptible to all these mistakes, I guess they're not more accurate, and I guess they're not error-free. And if the very standard used to test the electronic systems is hand count, why don't we just start with hand count? And how on earth do you say hand count's not accurate when hand count's what you use to verify the computers? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. And I think people are starting to realize the con here. Um, Our election officials, again, I, I... I want it to be one one day. Um, And I respect them very much for doing what they do because their job is to make sure that the citizens they represent have a voice that is accurately represented in the vote. But our poor election officials, they can't do it because they don't have enough access to these systems either to guarantee that. The systems used to be simple. You know, I I hear a lot from election officials, well, we can never do hand count because I can't find enough people to work elections as it is. Well, here's why. Because no one wants to work elections anymore. And nothing against the little old ladies. But the little old ladies that used to run our elections for all these years, they are intimidated by the computers, and they don't trust them, and they don't trust the complexity of the system. So they don't want to work elections anymore. So the electronic systems are actually what pushed out all the people from wanting to work the elections. It wasn't the other way around.
2: Well, soon we won't need people anymore. We'll just fully rely on computers and what could go wrong.
1: What could go wrong? Then it's all over at that point.
0: So tell us, as you've been looking at Utah, what have you been seeing? What have been your, what red flags have you seen? What stuck out to you?
1: Um, The mail-in voting across the board is a big problem. The, oh, voter rolls. Here's a good one. And this actually surprised me because I hadn't seen this before. So in many states, the citizens can get the voter rolls, and then they can go out and canvas to see what are valid records and what are invalid records or phantom or injected records right and they these you know they call them mistakes but they're not there are too many of them for to be a mistake but in utah i could not believe the withheld that you have private and withheld status so you guys have three statuses uh, for a particular record it could be either a public record that is available to the public but I think you have to pay for it and really try hard to get it, which in some states, you can just go to the website and download it. It's completely open. But in Utah, you got to fight for it. But the public only gets the public records. They don't get access to the private or withheld records. Now, I get how they sold it. In these, these are con men, just so you know. First of all, what does con mean in con man Or con I, artist? What does lie? con mean?
0: Con? D- dishonest? Lie?
1: Deceive? Con stands for confidence. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. They're confidence artists. Okay okay? You know those billboards that tell you how safe and secure your system is? (laughs) Are you connecting the dots? You're trying to say our lieutenant governor is a con woman? (laughs) I'll say it. (laughs) Okay, so here's how they sold this thing, Um, as disgusting as it is. People like privacy. They like the concept of privacy. So what they did here in Utah is they said, okay, well, so, so you guys can have privacy We're going to give you a little box you can check when you register to vote that you can mark private. And if you mark it private, your records will be held private. That seems like a good thing because privacy is good, right? seems great. But privacy in our election system and the people that are allowed to vote, that's one area where we cannot have privacy because I got to tell you, they did not give you the ability to mark a record private for you. They did it to create Private records. The ability to have private records was why that system was created. And when you have private records, that means the citizens can't see them. So if you're going to manipulate an election, the easiest way to do it is by phantom voter registration records and then phantom ballots. But you don't want anyone finding those phantom registration records. So having them private keeps them hidden.
0: It's brilliant. brilliant.
1: So that's, that's why the private exists.
2: So, Mark, you've been around, what, half the country doing this road show or more um is this something you're seeing in other states
1: i'm seeing lots of fraud in other states but, the private, types.
0: but this private like the i have not issue.
1: i have not seen private voter registration records yet so i started the road show back in june and went straight to texas and i was in texas for three months now i've been speaking around the country for years uh going in and speaking once and then leaving and and I realized, uh, actually I, had, I had a dream in, in May of this year. Uh, it was a very vivid dream. And, and God has really, has been driving me on this. Because the series of events that have occurred in my life could only be explainable by uh, God pulling the strings to make all this happen. So, a door is opened and I walk through it. Um, and I, I, I was given a gift of a dream, a vivid dream of living in an RV and traveling the state of Texas educating people about our election systems. And I was a little bit lost because I didn't know how to make, I didn't know how to fix this. I tried at the federal level. I tried at the state level. I spent a month at the Capitol in Texas, uh, working on legislation, trying to get a lot of these areas fixed and we couldn't get anything passed. So I was frustrated, didn't know what to do. God gave me that dream and I woke up and said, okay, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. So I started shopping for an RV and within a month I was on the road Texas. Incredible. So I've spent a lot of time in a lot of the counties in Texas so I know a lot about what's going on there um, but I have not had a really deep dive yet in other states other than Utah now in the deep dive and what's actually going on. Uh, so, so
0: these so and one of the things you've seen that is, seems unique to hear is is how many of our voter registration rolls or individuals have been marked private so that there can which allows enough of a cushion that, that now you have isn't it like close to 18 or 20 percent of our of the voter rolls are like private or something like that or what, what was, I, I, I know the number was like insanely
1: high you have which, private and withheld private and withheld and, and i think it's over 30 percent i, I mean, don't quote me um i don't know exactly what the percentage is but it's ridiculous but it's insane because if if, it's it, because how can you much. audit
0: you can't which makes it impossible <laughs> to audit which means
1: it's built to make it impossible to audit. They don't want us to be able to audit the system.
0: Yeah, this is my frustration with with, with with Utah. I mean, you just... it just goes so deep. I mean, it's like it's one issue after another, and it's like, and it's and it's just nobody's looking, and everyone just trusts, oh, we're Republicans. Oh, we have Mitt Romney. He's a Republican. Mike Lee is a Republican. Our governor's a Republican. And they say, well, where, how, where's their cheating? We don't have any Democrats getting in office.
2: Or they say people love mail-in ballots. They wouldn't be doing it 98% of the time if they didn't love it. How do you know
1: they are doing it 98% of the time? Because okay. we can't check it, right? There's no way to confirm it, so we don't know.
0: And I'll tell you, one of my concerns with mail-in voting, I've gone around and, and done street interviews, and, and I will ask, the first question is, can you tell me who your, your uh, senator is? Do you know who your governor is? Do you know who your, who your congressman is? Um, do you know who your state rep is? And then I'll ask him, did you vote? Yes. Did you vote in person? No. And I will tell you, almost nobody knows their, their, no one knows their congressman. Some people know their, a lot of people know their governor. Uh, A few people know their their senators, but almost nobody knows who their their congressman is. Nobody knows their Their state state reps. reps. And the correlation of people who do not have any idea and say, yes, I voted by mail-in voting versus the ones who who vote in person, it's a very different, in fact, I'm gonna go out and, and, and get just massive amounts of interviews. And I, I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be massive. Those who vote in person know who their reps are. And that's the danger with, with universal mail-in voting is you're basically saying, here, what name sounds most familiar to you? Vote for that name. And all that's doing is pushing the name, the people who have the establishment and the money behind them to get in office. It's I think it's horrible aside from their ability to cheat.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll agree. Um, the system is built to be unverifiable because if it's unverifiable, we can't find the fraud. And that's why I have an unverifiable system. So the other problem is we are lied to. The citizens are lied to and our officials are even lied to in a lot of cases. So this whole thing is just built on lie after lie after lie. You have one lie at the top and then you have Twenty people lying about it—they don't know the difference. The person three down is just believing the person above yes. them. They don't know, and so when you look at the top, someone's lying. People are lying, and I'm seeing lies, and that has—it's a problem for me because I don't like liars. Um, I can—I can show you one of the voting yeah. companies that actually does lie. Yeah, show us. Okay. At least
2: we'd love to see. Yeah. So. Especially for our viewers. I mean, we're talking about big picture things and, you know, oh, it couldn't possibly happen here. It sounds, it sounds possible if we're not able to audit, but I think the more real life examples we can show them, the better to see how it's actually rolling out.
1: We can definitely do that. So I'll I'll give a little background here. So I was, uh, so Tina Peters, clerk in Mesa County, Colorado, uh, she ran to be clerk because she wanted to fix the DMV lines. They had three hour long lines. She wanted to address that. And she got them down to 15 minutes, and part of the job of clerk is also running the election. And so she'd been running elections. <coughs> she thought she'd been doing a great job following all the rules, uh, regulations, doing the testing that she was told to do, and she thought she ran perfectly clean elections. 2020 election happened. Uh, you know, still her county, it fell where she thought it should fall with the results, and you know, no one thought there was a problem in Mesa County. Then they had a municipal election just after that. City council. And they had all conservative city council. It's a heavy conservative area. And there were liberal candidates running against all the city council members. You know, Not out of the ordinary. And one of the representatives for one of those liberal candidates told Tina, before she had pulled the results on election night, that their candidate won and by how many votes they won by. But Tina thought, how would they know that? I'm the only one that can pull the results. Right. So she ignored it. She went and pulled the results, and that's what happened. That candidate did win and won by the same number of votes that she was told. And she thought, how on earth did they know before I even pulled that data from my own voting system? So she was concerned. Then she became much more concerned when the entire city council was swept and every liberal candidate beat every incumbent wiped the entire city council wow. off the face and all replaced. Even more so, one of those candidates, those liberal candidates had just moved there 3 months prior. And people in the city ineligible. people in the city didn't even know who they were. So how do 3 people that no one knows who they are win against the incumbent people that everyone was happy with? Yeah, we had a, a similar situation with area. Bill Lee in Utah County. It's, commissioner. A str- it's a strange thing Does yeah, it doesn't make sense never
0: didn't no one can make, wrap their minds around him losing
2: and i think that the local race i mean obviously this is a rampant problem mm-hmm. but i think there is a, spe- a special target over the local races because once you take over the cities and the counties then it's then well that's the where
0: effort. all that's that's where a lot of the effort is right now with the smart cities and, and the special districts and right? there's a huge effort to do.
2: even in uh, sandy in salt lake county there was uh, i think they leave used ring choice voting And the person, I think it was for mayor, won by single digits, single digits. And it was the type of thing they said, oh, well, it was too wide of a margin to do a recap. It was single digits, and it was too wide of a margin to do another recap. Vote.
0: But I think the good news is the people were so ticked off because they knew it wasn't right that they banned ranked choice voting in this.
2: Uh, th- that is the plus side. I will say that as awareness has spread on things like ranked choice voting and some of these issues, we have been able to get ranked choice voting out of, I believe, 10 counties over the last yeah. year. But yeah. there are strongholds. Okay. So I think there uh, there is the more spotlight we can put on these issues, especially with these types of specific examples, I think
1: it wakes people up to, to what's really going on. <clears throat> okay. So here's what happened with this. Okay. So she thought, all right, well, we can recount the election. Not a big deal. And all the citizens were calling her saying, Tina, what happened? How did this happen? How did this occur? No big deal. We'll just recount it. Then Secretary of State sent a letter to Tina, being the clerk, saying that they're going to come up and change her voting system. Hmm. And when she asked, what are you going to do? She was told they're going to remove the QR code feature from the ballots, from the system. Now, if the QR code feature was removed, then Tina might not be able to scan all her ballots that had QR codes on them. So she was concerned. She tried to put them off because she wanted to be able to recount this election. They insisted. She didn't want them to do something that would cause her not to be able to recount the election. Therefore, she asked her county IT staff if they would take an image of the voting system just in case they had to go back. To the previous version. And they said no. So she hired another company to come in. They said no? Because it wasn't one of their systems. It was a separate vendor system. So they said no, we don't feel comfortable doing it. So she hired someone else to come in and do it. They took a forensic backup of the system. The Secretary of State and Dominion, the voting system vendor, both showed up. Two teams of people. They kicked Tina out of her office. They kicked all of the employees out of the office. Jeez. They covered the windows up. And they were in there for two days to turn off one little feature on the voting system. Now, if you were clerk and the secretary of state showed up and you had some really weird thing happen with an election, you were going to recount The SOS shows up with the vendor, kicks you out of your own office and covers the windows up. Would you be a little concerned about what they might yeah. be doing? Yes,
2: absolutely.
1: Who wouldn't? Right. So she, after they left, she took another image of that system. And she figured you could compare the before and the after image to see what they really did. Now, how long does it take you to turn off a feature on your phone? 20 seconds. 10 10 seconds, 20 seconds. So just to turn off this feature, two days, two teams of people, and you got to cover all the windows up so no one can see what you're doing? I'm sorry. Mm. That's got bad written all over Mm -hmm. it. So Tina, as I think any clerk would do, hopefully, would say, okay, well, something's not right here, and I want to take care of the citizens I was elected to represent. If I think something fishy is going on here, I'm going to make sure I retain all these records and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And so her legal team hired me as a forensic investigator to look at this image along with a group of other people. But I got the first look. And there are three reports written about it. The first report is at uh, tinapetersforcolorado.com slash election dash reports. You can download all three reports. I mean, they're even entered into a legal case, so they're legitimate reports. Uh, They spell everything out, lots of pictures, everything's explained in layman's terms as well, and all the technical information is there too, so it covers, you know, anyone from your grandma being able to read it and understand it, you know, all the way up to, you know, some forensic uh, IT people can understand it. And the first report shows that they actually repartitioned the hard drive, reformatted the hard drive, wiped everything on it, and re... Put a whole new voting system on top of the previous voting system, overwriting everything that was on the drive. So, the problem with that is, if something did go wrong, let's say there was a failure in the system, and someone wanted to go back and look to determine what the cause of the failure was, it would have been impossible had she not taken that image beforehand. Not to mention, if someone had manipulated it, let's say there was a hacker, and they got in, all the traces would have been gone. So luckily, she took that image. Now, Mesa County was not the only county that they went and wiped data on. They did this all over Colorado, every county in Colorado. And then I heard they did it in other states in the country as well. And I heard it wasn't just Dominion, but other voting system companies installed updates just after the election. Mm. And I'd be very curious about what those updates were. So that was the first report shows that. Wow. The second report shows how actually vulnerable the system is. I was curious, is the system actually secure? Because we're told in Colorado, you won't believe this. You, know, you haven't heard this before. We're told that our systems in Colorado are the gold standard.
0: What? <laughs> no. You, you, must, well, you must be using the exact same ones as Utah then.
1: No, no, no. Colorado's the gold standard. <laughs> so funny how they use the same It, it language. is odd, isn't it? Th- that's how stupid they think we are. And if we weren't talking, it, we wouldn't know this. They didn't want anyone talking. That's why they wanted to throw diapers on people's faces and lock them in their houses.
0: Yeah, and censor them on social media if they dared
1: of, use the word election integrity. Course. Take of down
0: course, their posts. Uh,
2: another PR campaign with Utah's mm. governor and Colorado's governor, I think also on the Disagree Better campaign. Right. <laughs> How oh, a yes. Democrat and a Republican, they can see eye to eye because they're both Democrats.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about the, the Denver uh, or Colorado governor here in a second. So uh, what I want to do is I want to show you uh, one of these lies they tell us. And I feel bad for all these election officials because they they bought it too. But listen to this. This is a Dominion representative.
0: It is not physically possible for our machines to switch votes from one candidate to the other. company, It is not physically possible for our machines to switch votes from one candidate to the other.
1: So it is not physically possible. Oh, well, he said it on Fox, so it must be true. I'm going to show you here. Let's see. Here is the forensic image. Uh, Let's see here. From uh, what I investigated. And this is a copy of that voting system in Mesa County, Colorado. This is the before image. So before the SOS and the vendors showed up. Okay, and this is what, Tina Peters? This is the Tina Peters image. Okay. okay. And so I wanted to see, is this system actually the gold standard? Are these actually secure? So the first thing I did is I just clicked on the start button. This is a Windows computer. Most people have Windows computers. So you know what a start button is. Mm-hmm. I just clicked on it and I was curious, you know, what software is on here? And I saw this, Microsoft SQL Server Tools. And that's odd, because that should never be on a production system. So I clicked on SQL Server Management Studio, which is a backdoor utility that's on this voting system. And the backdoor utility allows you to bypass the Dominion software and go right into the database itself, which would be very dangerous to put on a voting system. Yeah. And when I clicked on it, it came right up. I was shocked that it opened. Now, it has ability to take a password here, but you can also just click connect without putting a password in. Just bypass. And I was curious if it is set up in a way that would allow me to do that without even putting a second password in. So I'm going to click connect, and it opens right up. Whoa. And And this is something that, you know, any election official in front of one of these systems could do. So if you have a good election official, I wouldn't be worried. You know, honest people don't cheat. But what if you had a bad one? And they really wanted some candidate to win or some measure to win. And they could go in here and just click on databases, and the databases show up. And they can just pick an election. They can open up the database tables. And what I did first is I just went and looked around a little bit, and I saw this one called Choice, and I thought, that's interesting. Let's take a look at that. And I selected the top 1,000 rows just to see what was in it and it looks like these are candidate names and yes, no, for, and against. Okay, that's interesting. And I scrolled all the way down here and I saw, oh, there's Biden. And I saw Biden had an ID number of one. And I figured, oh, there's gotta be a Trump somewhere. And I saw up here, oh, Trump has an ID number of two. Each of these choices, these words, having a unique ID number over here. So Biden must've been the first one that's programmed. Trump was probably the second one programmed. And the third one got a number three and the fourth one got a four and so on. So I thought, I wonder if you could flip an election just by flipping the numbers, swapping the one and the two. Could I flip the whole election just by flipping two numbers? So I said, all right, first, let's see what the results of the election are before we try this. So I went into here and found this little candidate results procedure. Oh, sorry, actually I wanna do contest results and ran this here I started with number one because it asked for a value, and I figured, well, one's a good one to start with. I didn't know what was going to happen with the one, but what pulled up was the presidential contest, which is perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to see. And look at that: Biden has thirty-one thousand votes, Trump has fifty-six thousand votes, and that was the result. Let's see if this system
0: for allows for us to what flip for it. for this county or for
1: for Mesa County, for Mesa. Okay, yep, this is Mesa County's results. So I'm going to see if I can physically flip this between two candidates. So here I went to edit. Now, I thought I was going to get an error message when I clicked edit. I thought it was going to tell me, nope, you can't make changes. Clicked edit, came right up. Kind of like Excel spreadsheet. And I went to the bottom here. I saw Biden. I found the one. I put in a two. And I figured when I press enter, it's gonna stop me and say access denied. At some point it's gotta stop me. There's no way it could let me do this. It took it. Wow. So I went up here. Let's there's Trump. I'm gonna change the two to a one. It took that also. I just changed two numbers. Let's see if I flip the election. Reran the report. What do you know? Biden got fifty-six thousand votes, Trump got thirty-one thousand votes. Wow. I just flipped the election with my fingers physically using software built in to the Dominion voting system. Wow. So I guess it is physically possible for their system to flip. Play his video again.
2: At least on my phone, if I'm going to delete a photo or make a change to something, it usually gives me a prompt Are you sure? (laughs) right do you really it is not physically possible
0: for our machines to switch votes from one candidate to the other in company it is not physically possible for our machines to switch votes from one candidate to the other
1: so they're liars okay that's 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 the problem now this is so how so, so
0: if someone did that is there a way that that could be tracked
1: no it doesn't leave a trace it leaves no trace in the system because they're actually they've disabled some of the tracking.
0: And can someone
1: remote in and do that? Or can it be done from from well, a different location? It's, it's interesting. The way the system is set up, it's set up to facilitate someone coming in remotely if it were to be connected in a particular way. It actually makes it easy. It's built in, it's pre-configured for that, which is shocking because for a secure voting system, why on earth would they set that up like that? It yeah. can't be incompetence. It, it's got to be malicious uh, because I can't imagine a company, a voting system company, you know, the gold standard would be that <clears throat> incompetent. I just don't buy so it. So I
0: find it interesting because, you know, we talk about the four ways that uh, there can be a fraud in election. And you talk about uh, the first one is is uh, basically using things like Eric. The second was is things like Universal Mellon voting. The third is tabulation, things like Dominion. And then reporting. Uh moving that to a cent being becoming more centralized and you said probably you think we everyone focus so much on Dominion and tabulation um and, you, and yet you think it's the other it's it's uh, the first two that are actually the mo- most dangerous I think that seems things. and that seems to me like I mean a smoking gun right there.
1: Well this can't happen on a huge scale because you have to have people most likely locally doing this type of manipulation um but the voter registration manipulation in so the poll d- books can be done on a central national level very easily, and the county officials can't see it.
0: Okay, so how do they do it then with Tina Peters? Because they, she was in there. They couldn't have come in and manipulated it in person there, so how they did they... They kicked her
2: out of her room. No, that was after, was after. That was after. That was after.
1: So here's... That's what the third report shows, actually. Um, and let's see here. So, oh... It, Before I go to the third report, let me tell you, I also tried hooking up my cell phone wirelessly to one of the simulated 35 wireless devices that are on the Dominion network in Mesa County as well, just to see could a cell phone flip the votes in the election? Could you use a cell phone to do it? I downloaded this free utility from the app store. It scanned the network, found the voting system server, found the open ports on the voting system server. Then I downloaded another free utility from the app store I got into the database. It connected right to it, and I flipped the results of the election using my iPhone. Wow! And you can do it with a, a flash drive also, because there's another backdoor built into the system uh, that they don't talk about either. How
0: so, are people? How, how are people even remotely open to using Dominion? Is this? The, I guess people just don't know this. They don't know this. I like like the
2: use of remotely there. Was that a pun?
1: (laughs) They won't let anyone see this, right? So that's why they went and attacked Tina Peters because they wanted to set an example so no clerk dared question their system. The clerks don't know this. I mean, Tina was in tears. This is absolutely insane. If clerks knew that these systems had these capabilities... I don't think a, a good, honest clerk would never want to use this. Right. System. So
0: these good, honest clerks they hear that they hear from the lieutenant governor that there's no problems, we're the, we're the gold standard, and that all these things are secure, and and let us, and actually that was one of the things that Deidre, our lieutenant governor, did. It says, let us take you on a tour. If you have questions, let us take you on a tour. We'll show you the system. And so you have these good, honest clerks, I'm sure, who just
1: they don't trust know any better. The
0: lie that's being brought down to them.
1: That's the problem, right? It's all based on passed down lies. And I would love, how about the lieutenant governor? How about I take you on a tour of the Dominion software so you can see the software that's used in Salt Lake County? I have
0: a feeling she would never go on that tour. <laughs> I'm happy.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll come right to her office and, yeah, and take I'm, her on that tour. I would love to see her
0: have this, but, but I, I have a feeling she and, and our governor are very invested in, in the current system.
2: And as a reminder for our audience, too, this Utah's a unique state because we have a lieutenant governor that over sees our elections. In most other states, you have a Secretary of State that is responsible for that. Right. Does that it, it, leave us any more vulnerable, uh, or is it just an organization? There's
1: way too much power in the hands of one person here. Yeah, and I'll tell you, there's there's some corrupt Secretaries of State, too. I'm sure. I tell you, Colorado's got a bad one.
0: But but Lieutenant Governor, I think, is even worse. I mean, it sets it up. I mean, when he, when you're... Again, Cox was Lieutenant Governor. It's Lieutenant Governor, Governor. Lieutenant Governor,
1: Governor. I mean, it's just... It's, it's just so dangerous. And the citizens are starting to figure out the game, right? So sooner or later, everyone's going to figure it out and people are going to be held accountable. And if they want to keep digging their hole deeper, uh, I guess they can, but we all know what's coming. And th- there's no way they're going to get away with this. We are figuring it all out. They're not going to be able to throw diapers on our face and lock us in our houses again. We're not going to put up with that. We're done. We want true, honest systems. And we're tired of corruption in our governments, a local all the way up to federal. We want the society, our government, to be of, for, and by the people. That's how this is all supposed to work. And we deserve honesty and truth. And citizens do not deserve to be lied to by all these people. And I feel so bad for all the citizens that have blindly trusted these people who have been lying to them. And I'll tell you what, when the citizens figure out That they actually have been the ones that have been lied to.
0: By our public servants. By the people
1: they trusted. I'm gonna get my popcorn because I can't wait to watch these people, which we know they're passionate. I mean, a lot of them went and burned down their own cities because of their passion. I can't wait to see what happens when they realize who was really pulling the puppet strings in all this. And I will stand, I'll stand side by side them. Now, I'm not gonna burn a city down. But I will stand by and support them. I will forgive them. I will accept that they were victims and we will all work together as United Americans on all sides, all colors, all everything uh, to fix this problem because we all deserve better and we have to fix this right now because we cannot let our kids and our grandkids inherit this right now. The past four or five years cannot be the best years of our children's lives. Wow. We were asleep at the wheel. We have to fix this, and we are going to fix this.
0: Wow. Um, we're coming up on uh, our closing minutes, and that was very powerful. Um, a- any closing thoughts you want your listeners and viewers, anything else they should know or be aware of or, or uh, anything you want them to think about before uh, as, they, as we bring this video to close?
1: Please come to one of my presentations, or at the very least, watch one on handcountroadshow.org. I have so much information, detailed information, and an hour and a half is not enough to get into detail so people truly understand the situation that we're in. You've gotta understand where you are if you're expected to fix it. And we need all of our citizens to do it. So cross the aisle. I know a lot of relationships have been destroyed, some marriages destroyed, um, all types of friendships because of the disagreements on this, but the truth is the truth. So find a way to get through to uh, the people that just don't understand this yet. Uh, open open your heart and help them open their minds. And then I think we can get somewhere. Yeah. What do you think, Alexia?
2: No, Mark, I mean, we've barely scratched the surface. What you've put together in your presentation is incredible. And we, we, I'm sad we didn't have more time to get into it, but uh, I think everyone it would be really great even just to go to your website. So where can they get a hold of you?
1: handcountroadshow.org. Okay, that's the best way to get a hold. That is the best way to get a hold of me. And I'm not paid by any organization. Um, I'm or or an individual. I literally I'm this is running this out of my savings account. Uh, what's left of it and any citizens that are helping me with donations along the way to keep doing this. I'm just going to keep on doing this. I want to make sure that I'm never beholden to an organization or to an individual uh, because truly I want to be beholden to my fellow citizens and I'm going to do everything I can to help them understand where we're at. So, and how to get out of this, there is a fix. We can get out of it. We have to vote. It is critical. We vote in person on election day.
0: So our listeners, I want to thank you for those of you who have taken the time to, to listen and dig into this. I know this is a topic that's been kind of uh, banged around a lot since 2020 and and rightfully so uh, th- there is nothing more important than this is as, as much as we talk about all the issues out there this is your ability to create change this is the one thing we have the ability to do to hold people accountable to ch- to stop corruption to that that's our thing that's that's how we shut things down is by that is our greatest power is ability to remove someone from office and put someone in who will do what's right
2: and guess what? Twenty twenty four is right around the corner. Yes, this is the time. This is the time
0: to stand up and clean up our elections. And Utah, again, this is why are we again ground zero? Why are we again right at the at the epicenter for corruption with our elections? You just heard from, you know, incredible conversation here. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, the, it blew me away about the, how they can someone could literally log in, download this software, log in from their phone, and manipulate elections using through the Dominion software. Um, so, you know, as, as we close, I just want to, Mark, I want to thank you for what you're doing. I would encourage our viewers, please go to his website, please support him. Um, again, Mark's a regular guy standing up doing what he can. The other thing is, I I think it's important to remember we have a lot of great clerks. I mean, we've got a great one, Aaron Davidson down in Utah County who, and, and a lot of great clerks that just don't know that there's problems because they're being fed the lie.
1: Yep. They don't know. So contact me if you're a clerk, Please contact me. I want to t- openly talk about this.
0: And if you're not a clerk and you're just a regular citizen, forward this email. The, the more these videos get out there, the more widespread this knowledge becomes, that is how the the average clerk and the average rep and the a- public servant starts to find out and starts to say, you know what, maybe I should look at this. Maybe, maybe what I'm being told I should, I should listen to this, to this rather than just what I'm being told from above because we have to fix this. There is nothing more important than fixing this issue. So uh, to our listeners, you have a role to play. Uh, share this. Reach out to your count, your reps. Reach out to your uh, county clerk. Share this video with him. Send them links to his website. And uh, we all have a role to play in this great fight. And uh, the good
1: news is we know we win. We're going to win. And I love all my citizens, even those that have been lied to and that are confused. Um, I want to help you out through this. Because we can fix this. Elections are the centerpiece for everything wrong in our society. And it's the start of how we fix everything. That's right. But we got to fix our elections first. We all have to do this together.
0: Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you, babe. And uh, God bless you guys. God bless America and God bless Utah.
1: Thank you.